you know, we did something that's been pretty amazing. We're 15 people in this massive country. And because of the fact that we went early, we went early, we could have had a lot more than that. We will do everything in our power to keep the infection and those carrying the infection from entering our country. We have no choice. While Donald Trump politicizes the coronavirus and tries to blame the Democrats, they would be just as responsible for the coronavirus as the Republicans would, which is not at all. The World Health Organization has just declared the coronavirus outbreak a global pandemic, according to CNBC. We'll go over this as well. Breaking news now. Let's get to it. It has to do with COVID-19. And the World Health Organization has just declared uh, a global uh, coronavirus. It is a pandemic at this point. Let's talk. While a healthy bull market may rage on for about a good five or six years, the one that we have been under since 2019 has brought investors a lot of money that bet on the upside. But we've been in it since 2009 and a total of 11 years. So we're well overdue for correction. But what kind of territory are we looking at? What does the future hold? We still don't know. Hey friends, how are you? This is Wednesday. I almost said Monday. This is Wednesday, March 11th. Right around 1 p.m. to 1.15 Eastern Standard Time. I'm your host, Will Way. I just wanted to come to you today just for a few minutes. Talk about a couple of new recent developments. Um, it's no mystery or it's no breaking news that Donald Trump had basically had put the coronavirus off on Democrats as a hoax just just in the last couple of weeks in south carolina he said in front of a crowd of people that it was entirely a hoax that was being pushed to frighten and scare people into changing their minds about how they wanted to vote well here's a news flash donald trump you have nothing to do with the coronavirus the democrats have nothing to do with the coronavirus they would just as much as the republicans would which is none at all it is a virus that originated in the Wuhan region of China. It has proliferated through travel. And there now are certain areas of the world, like as in Europe, Italy is completely on a lockdown. There is nobody leaving or coming into Italy. Unless you're an Italian citizen and coming back home, there is no travel from that country. So they have really ramped up their efforts in order to call the spread of this disease. Also, I want people to consider the fact that a standard form of the flu that goes around every year has been just as devastating or even more at this point. Um, there is a concerted effort to play down uh, the coronavirus devastation in right media, whereas in left media there has been absolute chaos in pushing it as a um, the end-all, be-all uh, of, of all viruses and sickness. And what I want people to understand is that they need to balance the information as it comes in. All we can do is take existing information that we have 
and try to base our understanding of what is going on with it against the, that backdrop. Of course, the mainstream media lies to us and they obfuscate the truth. That that is that's a given, but we do need to take a a stance of being prepared to be out of work, to be away from our jobs. Uh, for those of you that can't telecommute, like myself, I have a job that I have to show up to every every day that I am um, I'm on uh, to to work. I have to go. It could be any one of seven days. So, um, for all of you folks that can't telecommute, um, you know, I really my heart goes out to you because there is the issue of being able to get to a job now. There is, there has been some some uh, rhetoric that's been passed around in Congress, and this idea was floated uh, over a decade ago, right around 15 years ago, when there was a much smaller outbreak, and um, there has been the thought of trying to subsidize, um, paying people, uh, you know, paying people to be at home. In other words, there has been the idea floated in Congress by a couple of senators, left and right, talking about. Um, the situation, how it would play out if they simply sent people home and paid them to stay at home for a couple of weeks to try to call the spread of this virus. So um, also it's kind of funny. Um, it's really not funny, but it's it's another way of me kind of taking a shot at, at Donald Trump because he is such an amazing liar. He's the world heavyweight champion of liars, in case you didn't know. He basically has just started talking about coming up with some sort sort of stimulus. Well, the problem with a stimulus is that it's just another form of socialism. If you think back to the 2008 Wall Street crash, um, and a lot of folks don't know how that originated, and just a quick backstory: um, there were large banking houses that had rolled securities together, and it was uh, it was a form of uh, swaps, credit credit swaps that were being done on Wall Street behind the scenes. They were rolling in high risk mortgages with medium risk with low risk mortgages. So in essence, you if if one banking house was trading with another banking house, they may have up to fifty mortgages in one single share, uh, so to speak. It's not a it wasn't a stock. But in a particular portfolio that was being traded out, there could be innumerable amounts of mortgages in there. Let's just say 50 in one. Okay? So you have your bondholders at the top who get all the preferential uh, payments back. They have a guaranteed payment that was that was back. Then you had your medium-level investors, your average speculators that were part of that in some of the banking community. So you had the folks that were guaranteed payment back. Then you had some that were speculative that might sort of be paid back and have interest added to that. And then you had your your basically your junk bond tier that people were going into and investing in. And the, the folks that decided to take that portion of, of the risk was the ones that basically lost out the most. And in doing so, uh, people that were not qualified to get any type of home equity loan that shouldn't have, they just didn't qualify at all, they were given loans that were unsustainable. 
So when that happened, there started to, to be a lot of defaults. So in that lower tier within this bundled asset, there were a lot of defaults that started to take place. Well, as these defaults started to take place, all of these assets were placed into this one asset. They were kind of rolled all together. So let's say you had 50 mortgages in one. Well, let's say 30 of those mortgages began to default. Well, as they did, the people who held the bonds in those, the top tier of the investment, they were paid off. So you see the folks that were in lower tiers, they were not paid off. They were It was simply speculative to the point where these folks that had the top tier bonds in these particular assets were paid off. So Main Street, Main Street suffered and Wall Street prospered. So as of this date, March 11th, 2020, nobody's ever gone to prison for the big short, as Michael Lewis called it in his, in his famous book that became a film later. Nobody went to prison for that. So you see, you have an elite class on Wall Street. And as, as most of you know, I would say 95% of you that are listening to this podcast already realize this. I'm preaching to the choir here. You guys realize that there is an elite. There is a 1% that controls the banking houses that runs the financial systems of the world. And what you have to learn how to do is if you decide to trade or if you decide to hold investments in this world, you have to understand who the players are, what the rules are, and what kind of little marginal bit that you can take out of it. Well, what happens as Alan Greenspan called irrational exuberance in the markets is where you have people that are buying equities that are trading 35, 45, 50, 100 times, thousands of times over their earnings. Now, when you look at a stock chart, an equities chart, you're going to see something on there uh, below it that says P.E. or a P.E. ratio. That's a price to earnings ratio. So let's say, for example, you've got a $100 stock that is paying $10 in dividends. Well, that's a 10, uh, 10 ratio. That's $10, $10 per share that is paying in dividend. So that's 10% of it. So you'd have a P.E. of 10. So, you know, you have your big long-term investors like your Warren Buffetts and people like that, your Benjamin Grahams, down through the years that told people about value investing. And they would get these type of stocks that paid large dividends. Well, that is a, a much better buy rather than one that's 30, 40, 50 P.E. Because that's a much smaller draw for that equity that you own. So I didn't want to get into uh, Finance 101 here. That, that's very basic information. I mean, you can look that up. It's available ubiquitously out there. But back to what we're talking about here, the government is talking about subsidizing and creating a stimulus. Well, back on February 26th, I decided to take a little shot at Trump. And I told him in my Twitter feed, I was like, hey, man, go ahead and start talking about the stimulus that you're going to come out with. Well, here we are. It's the second week of March, and they're already trying to figure out a way to get a stimulus going because this is a disaster for the Trump administration. This is a disaster for everyone, but particularly him because he had he had been the last couple of years bragging about how well the stock market looked and, oh, I'm the guy that created the run-up. Well, here's the thing, Mr. Trump. 
there is no one individual that's responsible for that run-up. That run-up was basically engineered by corporations that were buying back their own stock. Let me repeat that. The bull market of 2009 to 2019, let's say, because when January kicked off here in 2020, they saw a few good weeks, and then all of a sudden, there, there started to be a little rockiness, a little back-and-forth action, and then we went back strong in February, and then all of a sudden, March comes, nosedive. Well, that's because we should have been in correction years ago. The average bull market that's very healthy should last around five or six years. Anything over that where there's no major corrections or there's no major drop in indexes, you have equities go higher and further away from their, their earnings potential. They should be brought back to earth occasionally in a correction, in a, in, a, in a short bear cycle in order to bring stocks back to earth so people aren't paying so much. But when you get a group of irrational investors like we have out here on Wall Street, you have firms that have fund managers that are responsible for turning those big numbers every month. You have millions of investors, individual investors, buying and selling based off of what Fred Smith is doing up the street. This is the kind of situation that you get into. When you have uh, a an equity price that's been running up, running up, running up, well, it's a really bad idea to go ahead and buy then when it's much more expensive. You should wait for a correction, let it come back down to earth, back to a more normalized price-to-earnings ratio to have a stock that has a good value. Well, people have just forgotten that. So this is where we're at as it concerns equities, as it concerns uh, Trump and his administration, how he's going to be reactionary. So what you're going to see over the course of the next few days, there's going to be a lot of talk about how Donald Trump is thinking about giving everyone a tax holiday. So you could you could possibly see something on your payroll check like a reduction in taxes, or you may see them outright just hand a check over and try to cover paychecks. Either way, it's really disastrous. Another way of saying stimulus is subsidy. Another way of saying subsidy is socialism. Anybody who's a freedom lover in the long and short term will not favor socialism ever. It's a transfer of wealth that takes the wealth from the people. As people earn it, as they inherit as they push forward in life and try to better themselves, their families, and generations to come, they build this wealth. Well, as a wealth transfer, just like in 2008 transpired in the banking industry with the mortgage crisis, it looks like we could be see, seeing the beginnings of another, yet another wealth transfer in 2020. Yes, we're overdue. Yes, we should have corrected by now. But here we are. This is where we're at. So I will be following up here shortly with another podcast. I don't know if it'll be tomorrow or the next couple of days. But I hope you liked everything that you heard here. This is our first full episode. Please give me some feedback. Please like and share it. If you like this podcast, share it with other people. 
I hope you have a great day. In the face of all this adversity, I just want you guys to know that I think about you guys. I'm concerned about you just as much as I'm concerned about myself. I hope you enjoy the podcast. This is the Quantum Truther Podcast. Until next time, this is Will Way signing off. All right, my friends, this concludes another episode of the Quantum Truther Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you come back and see me again. And if you like this podcast, please share it with other people. Take care, everyone. God bless. Thank you.